I'm Kelly. And welcome to the Millennial Minimalist. Today we are speaking about how to maintain a minimalist lifestyle that supports imperfections. Lauren and I reflect on both our recent wins and minimalist challenges to remind ourselves and you that it's okay to be imperfect when it comes to adopting this lifestyle. While this lifestyle involves a lot of self-discipline and upkeep, it also supports flaws. We like to say that minimalism is not perfectionism. Rather, the goal of minimalism is to inspire us to live an intentional and joyful life. In this episode, we hope to inspire you to adopt this simpler way of living, knowing that every minimalist lifestyle embodies challenges, but also great long-term rewards. Okay, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I think that both of us have really worked hard at this lifestyle, but also come across times where we feel, oh my gosh, we're, we're actually not doing every single thing that we want to. And, you know, maybe I'm not perfect in this area. And, and that's okay. It's something that I realized through my readings about this lifestyle, but also just living my day to day, realizing that, you know what, it's okay to be an imperfect minimalist. Yeah. So what kind of like lifestyle habits do you feel you haven't mastered at this point, Lauren? Well, definitely environmentalism is something we've really tried to adopt this year. And I have not mastered that at all. But you have done things that have really yeah, made I a change. Yeah, I have done a lot. And once you start it and you acknowledge it, it's so hard not to be aware of when you're not being environmental. Like if you do forget your coffee cup or you do take a bag so you don't have one, you just... Feel it's, it's, so yeah, much you guilt. feel so much guilt. Whereas before, I would just always do it without thinking about it. And now I'm like, oh... I need the bag now. To me, you're you're saying, oh my gosh, is someone looking at me? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, how many people listen from Toronto? <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, we have quite a few listeners in this area too. So I'm also mindful of that too. But you know what? So I have one reusable coffee mug that I usually bring to work every day. But I forgot it a couple days. And even my coffee shops are like, where is your mug? <laughs> and um... I felt completely guilty. So actually, in those both times, I ended up, staying drinking my coffee in their class and oh, then leaving because I had the time thankfully but yeah, if you had it's, the time. it's so interesting though because it's okay if you pick up that coffee one time and w- without your reusable mug you know but in this lifestyle you become hyper conscious of every single thing you do so it's fascinating I um I use Nespresso and I take the pots back to Nespresso every time so I buy new coffee smart. Yeah, they have a recycle program. Yeah, they do, yeah. which okay. is so great. But I was leaving and they're like, oh, do you want to have a sample? I was like, yeah, sure. And they gave me a paper cup. And I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> Did you say anything to the no. likes of, oh, I actually don't want to? No, they had already started making it. It was really good, though. They have, like, Christmas flavors. <laughs> Side note, I went to the Lint chocolate store today because oh. I have an addiction. Oh. And uh, you know those mini chocolates? So I just put them in one of those bags. And all their bags are plastic. So I just took a handful of them and I said, okay, weigh them. And they said, oh, no, 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 this needs to go in a bag. And I said, sorry, I, I prefer not to have a plastic bag. This is this actually happened today. So, oh, that's smart. And, and she goes, okay, well, we can give you a paper bag. And she goes, oh, is it is it something that she was asking me? She said, oh, so is this something you're trying to do now, not not use plastics? And I said, yes. And she actually found it pretty awesome that I'm doing that. It wasn't, there was no negativity in the conversation, which is great. That is really good. I honestly have noticed 
just from shopping around now i don't know if i'm just more hyper aware of it but some stores in the vegetable bags are biodegradable now oh and they have little programs at the cashier that if you bring your own jar that you can weigh it and get like rice discount and, off yeah That's which is good it means a lot that stores are starting to pick up on it that. also helps you organize your things in your homes a little bit easier yeah, Think about nice. it. If you come home with a ton of plastic bags full of veggies, or or actually not full of veggies too, there's also B-Wax bags as well for those things. Yeah. So there's alternatives. But if you, you know, have your rice in a plastic bag and then you have all your spices in plastic bags, it can get really messy. Yeah. Just buy a few jars from the dollar store and you're more organized in your home as well. Yeah, that's so true. And if it, I feel like if the fruits and vegetables are in the open in your fridge, then you're more likely to use them if they're stored away in bags. That's true. That's actually well said. Uh, and another thing, so also near my office. So again, most of our listeners know I love my coffee. And there's this uh, Eataly just opened up in Toronto, which is awesome. If you've heard of, if you've ever heard of Eataly, Eataly is basically the best place ever. Uh, it is a combination of little restaurants and a grocery store and they have one in new york it's amazing and they lauren and i were in italy last year we saw the one in rome and in florence and now toronto has one it's multiple floors anyways i was like oh yes i'm so excited to go to italy and check out their coffee because it's from italy so the coffee must be amazing so go online i said hey here's my reusable, reusable mug and they said sorry we cannot put coffee in your mug and i said oh that's unfortunate and at that moment, I said, okay, so what is the alternative? They said, well, we can give you a paper cup and then you can pour it in yours. I was like, what? That defeats the purpose. That defeats yeah. the purpose. So I actually ended up turning around and going somewhere else, which is interesting. I still love Italy, but yeah, I wonder they need why, to pick up the program. Why? Just for sanitation reasons? It may be that. It's so interesting that there is that issue still. Yeah, I think there's ways around that. You know, I... I don't know why anybody would go there with a dirty cup, but... <laughs> yeah, usually <laughs> you just can't have a lid or anything on it, and then they'll put the coffee yeah. in there. Yeah, so I keep my lid with me, and then I just give them my mug. But anyways, that was a little story I wanted to share. Good for you, though. Yeah, but I think that businesses will start listing if we communicate If we more. do, yeah, that's so true. It's just weird because they're touching a dirty cash register, but yet they can't touch your mug because, I don't know, doesn't You should tell them me. that. <laughs> yeah, I getting in a screaming fight with him. Yeah, exactly. So that's the sustainability part. And I know we both have been successful, but also it's also been flawed as well. So in terms of your wins with living more sustainably, what can you say you've you've been successful at? Definitely. I feel like over probably the last six months, I do not throw out food anymore. Like I buy exactly what I need and I'm really intentional with that. And I intermittent fasting helps because I just have something light in the afternoon and then dinner. True. So I, I know what I'm eating, but I feel like I would used to just go and randomly pick stuff up and it would expire or I wouldn't use it. But now I buy exactly what I need and I make that or I'll go out and like get a salad or a wrap. So that's I'm not throwing so anything awesome. Yeah, it's that's been a huge change. Um, what other wins? That's a great. I'll just say one yeah. side note is, you know, I think people often they go to the grocery store hungry. So yeah. highly recommend you go to the grocery store not hungry and be more intentional with your meal planning, especially if you're grocery shopping on Sunday, you can, you know, think about, hey, when am I eating at home? When am I eating out? How much food do I need for this week? So you don't overbuy and say, oh, I have so much food to eat this week, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, it, well, it's hard because 
what I do is I'm like, okay, this is what I'm buying. Am I, how am I going to use all of it? Yes. And if I can't figure it away, I won't buy it or I'll try to find something else. Or, Very smart. It is. It's, it, it takes a little bit of trial and error to do. But, like, even if you go and buy a ton of vegetables, like, come home and, like, make that salad or make that lentil salad and then eat it for a few days. Smart. Instead of just leaving everything in the fridge because you won't get around to it. Okay, another win this year, I get over things so much faster. Like, I let things go. Oh, like, men- we're talking about mental, mental clutter? Yeah. Okay, okay. I know, and I was yeah. actually going to mention that later in the conversation, but let's talk about it now. Let's it's talk exciting. about it now. I just feel like things in the past that would have upset me, I still get that initial irk. I'm like, oh, I'm upset about that or I'm angry, but then I let it go within a few minutes. I'm like, actually, that's not a big deal at all. Like, I don't have to care about that. What do you say to yourself in those moments? Do you say, oh, is, am I going to care about this in two days or one week from now or one month from now? Does that help? No, or? I try to look at it. Like, from a different perspective, like, if my boss said something to me or if someone said something to me, I'm like, oh, maybe they're having a bad day or maybe this happened or, you know what, they actually do a lot for me in this, so, or maybe I've said stuff to them. So, I don't know, I just, I let things go so much faster, whereas before I would dwell and dwell and dwell. Yeah. I know that's your trick. You're like, this won't matter in a year, but that doesn't work for me. Yeah, I know, and everybody has their ways around that, but that's, no, I've noticed that about you, but I've also noticed that you take on risks that you wouldn't have before as well. And by, yeah. by that, I mean you're more adventurous in the sense where you'd be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I don't think that that's something that I wanted. Or even just with dating, you're more yeah, open. Whereas before it was, oh, no. But now you're just like, oh, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, I'll give that's it a shot. True, I, I like that. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I'm taking a comedy class right now. Yeah. And the teacher in my last class said, and I wrote this down, that your happiness is the comfort of your own failure. So it's like once you get comfortable failing, that is your ability to be happy and to be successful. I think that there's vulnerability in that, which I like. Yeah, and if you're uncomfortable with failure, then you're going to it's going to be a lot harder for you to reach the level that you need to. But yeah, 100% with dating. I feel like I was always like, no, why would I date? Like, or why would I just go on a date with this person when I know maybe it's not going to be worth it? But you don't know, right? Yeah, Sometimes. you never know. And people grow on you. I've learned that from dating too. Like the first day, I'm like not interested. And then by the third, I'm like, I really like this guy. You're like, wow, he's like super smart. Yeah, <laughs> which like, and people are nervous on first dates. We could do a whole episode on dating again which oh, has I'm been sure a year people would love that yeah yeah we yeah we had a we had a that was a year interview. ago this month yeah on minimalism and relationships yeah we need to do that again we should do that oh that'd be so much fun and i'm sure our listeners would really love that i think that would be a really really fun one so so that's great and then so in terms of your mental clutter i also feel like you take more risk which is great and I kind of, I'm the kind of person that kind of gets stressed a little bit easily because I have a lot of things on the go. And a client of mine said to me last week, he said something really, oh, just really inspired me in that moment. Okay, good. He goes, most of us are focused on what's on our checklist, but we're not focused on what's not on our checklist, meaning those open areas and spaces that we can create to just relax our mind or grow our mind in other ways, right? So I find that I'm always focused on, okay, what's the next thing that I need to get done, yeah. rather than carving out moment. time to be to meditate and to do relaxing activities that 
help clear my mind. And we've talked about ways and avenues to do so. And I think that's one of the things where, yeah, it's in my bullet journal, but there are some times where I will see it in my bullet journal and I won't do it because you know what? I'm imperfect. But most of the time, everything in my bullet journal gets finished, but I'm not perfect that way. I'm, I'm not going to have, you know, most days are 75, 80%. And you know what? I'm happy with that because that means that I'm still moving towards my long-term goal and, and accomplishing my short-term goals, right? But there are times where I'd be super hard on myself and just, oh, I'm not getting this done, I'm not getting this done, I'm not getting this done. I was, just, I was like, well, what matters most? and Or what's priority? Just, just think for a sec, you know, what can you tackle right now rather than stressing about it? What are two things you can do right now to make you feel better? Yeah, you know what I find really hard too, which goes on your subject, is that like I have all these things to do on a day and things that just like general things like clean and read the news and exercise and then work and like the podcast and read and do work on my comedy. Like there's just so many things that you have to do on a day that instead of like, I feel like I'm more focused on everything I have to do than actually being in the moment and doing it. And yeah. then I'm like, maybe I should just drop a bunch of things and just do one or two things and do them really well instead of but then it's yes. like, you should read every day. I think you should read, and I think you should read the news. And I think you should, like for me, like I try to, I want to learn how to play so the piano. figure out what's most important to you and then do that. Yeah, but how do you, like do you, when you have everything that you have to do in a day, don't you just stress about everything you have to do instead of? Well, I always put my full-time job first in terms of, so I oversee, yeah. I'm the director of I a race. I put mine last. Yeah. <laughs> and so I always, I always focus on that in terms of, but and then also my personal relationships with family and friends. So those are highest priority for me and my passion as well. So it's like everything's kind of on the same playing field sometimes. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what do we do? What do I do? But one thing I've realized is that, again, you need to design this lifestyle at a pace that works for you because minimalism is about living a joyful life, really. Essentially, yeah, it, is. it is. And it's you know, as much as it involves a ton of self-discipline and maintenance, we also need to realize that we should check in with ourselves and make sure that we're designing the lifestyle that is exactly what we want. Uh, I'm at my happiest today than ever. Oh, and I good. can say that because of this lifestyle, because it makes you hyper-focus on the fact that, hey, this is my lifestyle template. I can design it. If things aren't working, I can make changes. And I know that can, it can actually be really scary for people who are like, wow, like I have full control over my life. In many ways, yes, we do. And, you know, especially being in North America, it's, we're very yeah, lucky. we're very lucky. So there's that aspect. So sometimes I remind myself, you know, you really need to calm down. So I think it's human nature, though, that when you are starting or venturing out on something, it's hard not to get a little bit obsessed and to... Like, am I doing this right? Do I own, yeah. like with minimalism, it's like, do I own too much stuff? Should I buy that? I've actually found recently that I have had to buy a little bit more because um, if my sweater was in the dry cleaner, I didn't have a sweater. And if like my, I got home from a trip and my <laughs> socks were in the wash, I didn't have socks. And my friends, I was just in Florida with a couple girls and they made fun of me because I have seven pairs of underwear and I wash them every Sunday. And they just, they couldn't believe it. They're like, you're you so really weird. You are the true minimalist, Lauren. I love it. I probably have 10 to 15. I have like nice fancy underwear. Oh, but like, okay. just like my normal. Yeah, I'm really, 
Because I'm so systematic and structured in my everyday life that it just works for me to yeah. have that. But, but it's true. But it's like if you do, like I feel, so I went and bought another sweater finally. So Because you're like, I need I it. I need another sweater. Yeah. yeah. I, I needed more socks. And so there, it, there are times when like you do kind of have to step back because being too perfect can actually be a detriment to you, which I talked about in another thing. I found that. I tried to make too strict of a budget this year. Okay. And when it backfired, I wanted to spend more money because I was like, wow, I already went over my budget. Give me an example. Like, I try to have a certain amount of money I spend every month. And if I went over it, then it was like, and someone was like, oh, do you want to go on this trip or book the spa? I'm like, might as well because I'm over my budget. And I'm bad with that. Oh, my so, gosh. I feel like we're all bad we're with that. We're all bad. It's oh like dieting, God. too. People, yes. there, there was this famous study where they took people on a diet and people who weren't on a diet, and they gave them all a milkshake, and then they gave them cookies after, and the people who were on a diet ate more cookies because it's called the what the hell effect. So now I'm like, I upped my budget. and The, the what the hell effect. The what the hell effect. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but we all do that. We're like, yeah, what the hell? Let's book a trip. The money's gone. Like, who cares now? I think we've all felt like that. I think we've changed. You and I have changed in that regard. But I think yeah. that was us. That's definitely been us before, for yeah, sure. Yeah, where you get too strict. Um, but I find that the more, I, if I give myself a little bit more flexibility, then I feel like I'm still accomplishing my goals. I'm still working within what I set out for myself. And then I feel more successful. So I'm more likely to stick with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you also have to think about, hey, like, what am I getting out of this trip? Is this worth yeah, it? Yeah, of course. I know you do that math before you book it, Lauren. You always would do that math. You wouldn't but just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see I always things. go on trips. If someone asks, I go. I think it's because you really value the growth that you find in experiences. Yeah, I guess. And yeah. I feel like we're young. Like, I, I'm always down to jump on a trip. I actually just went to Florida, and we toured Hemingway's house, which was beautiful. He lived in the Florida Keys for 20 years. I didn't know that. Wow. And I learned so much about his life. And he's such a great author that I read in my undergrad. So just little things like that you would never expect when you're away. So it does benefit you. So actually, side note, speaking of money. So I was listening to the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis House. And he referenced um, a quote from Gretchen Rubin. She said that the greatest luxury that money can buy us is not worried about money. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, so I know. It's true. But at the same time, I would say that we all have this idea that we need so much money, but we need to also focus on and say, how much money do we actually need? Right? People always want more, but do we actually need more? That's what's something I love about The Minimalists. They have a Patreon account and they are capping their Patreon account, which basically gives listeners full episodes of their podcast for, for I guess, a couple dollars a month or something like that. Anyways, and uh, they're capping their listenership to 6000 I said, why do we need more? I just love the idea. I love that. I just love that concept. I think it's really, really smart. Uh, There's yeah. a really good documentary out. I haven't seen it, but... I just saw the trailer. It's called I Am. Oh. It's about a film producer in Los Angeles who almost died while he was on a bicycle. And after he got out of the hospital, he realized how much his stuff, like, affected him and all this money. And he, like, set out to do this documentary about what's wrong with the world. It's it's, it's so interesting, yeah. It's, and that's why, that's literally one of the reasons why I originally adopted this lifestyle. I realized that all the clutter in my life was taking over everything. It was it was distracting. I was losing my focus and 
this lifestyle also helps you be mindful of how you spend your money. And on that note, if I can talk yeah. about um, spending habits. So recently, I would say, so recently I made two purchases, quite large purchases, and but they were extremely intentional. So they're purchases that I've been thinking about for literally over five years. So one is well, a winter coat. Five years. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't had a new winter coat. The last time I got a winter coat was in 2013 and it's, you know, it's get it's getting old and it's never been that warm. And it's one of those things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get rid of this winter coat because yeah, cause you freeze I'm trying. tired of being frozen in the winter. So that was an, it's an intentional reason to get a new jacket. And I actually had a couple DMs about winter jackets, which is really funny because oh, I, this is the first time I talked about it. And somebody had mentioned that, oh, you know, I really don't want to spend too much money, but I really want a nice jacket. And I said, well, think about the price per wear. Think about how long you'll have it. And also think about, hey, if I'm going to spend, let's say, $500, $600, $700 on a coat, if I don't want this coat in five years, I can actually sell it for a couple hundred. So yeah, there's still some value in it, which is great. So I ended up buying a winter coat uh, with a beautiful brand called Soya and Ko. I think that's how you say it. And uh, yeah, so super happy with that. However, if I know something's not fully right, I know that I'll have buyer's remorse. So I think it's important to realize that yes, like we still make our mistakes, but it's okay to have these feelings because it's an intentional purchase. It's a big purchase. So you want to think about it more. And I think that's okay. I just personally am sometimes indecisive with my purchases because, you know, I understand the value of every dollar. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you definitely do. Yeah. And then another I've item. I've been thinking about it for five years. No, I know. Well, I've been thinking about buying a new jacket, right? So there's that. And then, and it's not that I don't, like, have the money. It's just more so, you know, if I'm going to spend that money, I'm going to spend it wisely, right? And then another thing I bought is a suitcase. And it's called Monos. It's a, it's Canadian. It's from oh. BC. Uh, Vancouver and it's M-O-N-O-S and I'll actually include a link in the show notes it's it's amazing like I love this bag and it's just a small carry-on fits in every plane which is what I was dealing with with my suitcase I haven't ha- bought a suitcase in over 15 years so it's much needed my other suitcase was torn apart so yeah intentional right. purchases yeah no kidding yeah so as, have you bought anything oh, other than the sweater? I guess you bought the sweater, right? So that's smart. Well, I bought a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, you did? Yes. We should t- We should mention Christmas is coming. Yeah, it, we got to do one on Christmas. I know. I know. We will. So last year, I wanted to mention to everybody. So last year, we recorded a couple episodes uh, around the holidays, one called Holidays and Consumerism. And in the episode, we share tips on how to be intentional when it comes to both gift giving and receiving. And then we had uh, Lauren and I, we decided that rather than giving each other gifts, we would give each other the gift of 20 things that actually aren't things. And that's what the title of the episode is and is called. And you know what? I will leave it to you guys to listen. It's really, really fascinating. We each exchanged 20 things we have learned from each other, uh, including our minimalist lessons and funny facts about each other so yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, I want to so actually good. listen to it again you and Charlie should do that this year we should Charlie's my boyfriend so yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should we should actually that's a really good idea such a smart idea on another side another note I wanted to mention is Black Friday so I'd love to hear your thoughts on Black Friday 
it's the time of the year where everything's on sale. You're receiving so many ads. Oh yeah, and it just passed. But it goes longer than one day, doesn't it? Yeah, then there's, it was the Cyber Monday. Yeah. So all of that, and all of that just came to us this past week. And it's just overwhelming. Like even the people in my office, I even had a client last week say, hey, yeah, for the next few days, I'm going to be online for quite a long time. And I said, why? He goes, oh, I'm getting all my shopping done. I said, okay, like I get the idea of online shopping and getting a deal for an intentional buy. But then he went in to say, yeah, and then, you know, one of my favorite brands, like everything's on sale. And I'm thinking, well, how many things do you actually need, right? So we actually, I wanted to also mention that on our post, our recent post on Instagram at Millennial Minimalist, we posted a line, a quote, and it read, just because it's on sale doesn't mean you need it. And that was by far our most liked posts, almost 700 likes. People loved it. People, people resonate with that idea. And one of the reasons why we posted that is it's something that I actually used to say to my mom. My mom would come back from the grocery store. She'd buy four boxes of Cheerios. And I'd say, Mom, why do we need four boxes of Cheerios? She says, oh, because they're on sale. And they would be sitting in our pantry for like a year. Yeah, they expire. I mean, Sometimes you don't even eat it before it expires. Exactly. So, so funny. So just because it's on sale doesn't mean that you need it. So just something for our listeners to remember. And also, The Minimalists, they, they recently recorded an episode on Black Friday, all about Black Friday. It was a short, snackable episode. And Ryan Nicodemus mentioned one of their followers' quotes. And he had said that Black Friday is the day that we trample people for things we don't need the day after being grateful for what we have. Oh, yeah. That, I heard that. The irony of that. I was like, wow, that's so well said. And then the minimalists, if you follow them, one of their best quotes is, if you don't buy it, it's 100% off. Yeah, that's so true. I love that one. I want that stamped on my bag or something. It's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, that's another thing. And then, um, so, and to close, something I also want to talk about is something everybody's talking about right now. And that is Marie Kondo and the launch of her new online store, KonMari. Some people hate the idea. Some people love the idea. I'd love to know your thoughts, Lauren. So... As we've always said in our podcast, minimalism is individual. So if you need things to organize things that you have, especially if you live in a small space, there's students who live in dorms, people who live in big cities, live in small condominiums, like you still need to organize stuff. I We live in condos and we have four seasons. So sometimes you need stuff to organize your stuff. I know there's like the joke, if you need stuff to organize your stuff, you probably have too much stuff, but... If you don't have enough space, then maybe you need stuff to organize your stuff. Yeah. In my opinion, Marie Kondo, she's about organization. There is minimalism in it. There is simplicity in it. But that's not her main focus. Her focus is to help people organize their spaces. Her focus is not to help solve the root of the problem when it comes to people's habits and buying habits. And what she does is, hey, how can we organize your life? But just like on her show, we're not actually seeing her help people clean their places for the rest of their lives because she's not changing their habits. She's just helping them organize their space for that one episode, right? Yeah. So we don't know what's happening to that couple. So when she launched a store, that actually made sense to me because I thought, okay, well, she is the organization master 
and she has amazing products that she loves. So that bring her joy that she values and anybody who loves Marie Kondo, you know, they're probably going to love the, her, her ideas and her products too. And I think that's okay. So from that perspective, yes, if she was somebody who focused on simplifying and living a more intentional every day and being mindful of your spending habits, I still think it's okay for her to sell the things that she enjoys. But again, it's, it's, we are the consumer, so we can choose whether or not to. I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I say hats off to her for showcasing the products that she believes in. But I, but I also think that, you know, only buy those items if you need them. If she's pushing these, these products on people, then, you know, that's not a good thing. It's a thing. different story. Yeah. I think she's just showcasing to the world, like, these are the things that bring me joy. So I don't see a problem with it. Will I be buying these items? Only if I need them. You know, only if I see value in an item, right? So there's that. Yeah, no, that's so true. I, I think she has a really nice vibe to her and energy, and she's, like, out to do good in the world. And, you know, she's an entrepreneur. She's kind of, she's thought of something that's going to help people, especially her clients. So, I mean, there's going to be backlash against everything. There's, exactly, exactly. Is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of your successes or maybe for next year? Yeah, I, I mean, looking into 2020, I, I'm not really a New Year's goal person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more through the year. I know yeah. you want to do your bullet journal more. Yeah, That's exactly. your biggest goal? Yeah. I will, Well, I want to I wanna turn my bullet journal around from, you know, completing 80% to 100% every day. So. Oh, that's really... Oh, of what you write down. When do you write yeah, down the beginning but I of the be, week or the morning? Uh, every Sunday, I fill it out which is great. Wow. And there have been times and I'm I want to be transparent and honest with everybody. There have been times where I'm skipping days and that's not great. But you know what? That's reality. Everybody's imperfect. And that's what we're trying to explain in this episode that when you're adopting this lifestyle, it's up for up to you to design and it doesn't need to be perfect. So, and I love this. Like this is a really good check-in for you and I because we haven't really looked back on this and come Christmas time, we can start really really thinking about what do what do we want to basically master next year? Master the best of our abilities, right? So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, I guess I have to make my list then. <laughs> yeah, and we also have to do another episode on giving each other 20 things that aren't oh, things. Oh, yeah. I think we, we should do it again. Yeah, that we learned from each other in the past year. Yeah. So let's do it again this year. And uh, for the listeners who haven't listened to the episode, definitely refer back. It was around this time last year, so you can check it out. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, yeah, so just just to close, I wanted to also thank all of our listeners who have written us reviews. It's amazing reading these reviews that you leave us on iTunes. Like, it's so nice. So I thought that I would read a couple of them. Uh, So one of the recent ones is love, love, love. Just binge listen to all the episodes. I'll probably re-listen to most of them. I've seen this pop up on my recommended list so many times and I wish I would have listened sooner. I find this podcast so inspirational and have gotten rid of so much clutter, physical and digital. Keep up the great work, girls. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, and that's a great reminder for me. One of the things that I haven't mastered is my digital clutter and that's something definitely I want to fulfill for next year. Uh, And another one is, this one just made me smile so wide. 
I love these ladies. I found their podcast by searching minimalism. I'm 50, so I'm clearly not a millennial, but I absolutely love learning from these two ladies. Isn't that so sweet? Aww. I was like, love that. I love that we can resonate with the all ages, which is really awesome. Yeah, that's so nice. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. I know there are a few others as well, so I just want to say thank you. And if you haven't if you haven't given us a review and you feel like you'd love to share one, we would really, really appreciate that. So, yeah. And we're going to be talking with Mark Champagne about mental fitness. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. Yes. In a really cool house that we posted on Instagram, it is the Canadian Tire Christmas house. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. So we'll take a few pictures and you'll see it on Instagram. So, yeah, so that will be our next interview. So look out for that. All right. Thank you guys so much for this. And again, just a reminder that minimalism is not perfectionism. Design the lifestyle the way you'd like to. And don't be hard on yourself if it's not perfect. So true. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.